Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever the time may be, and welcome back to Three Sweet Me Bro! This is Mike, Tom, and Jim. We're here for another episode of Three Sweet Me Bro. We're going to talk about the news. We're going to talk about a spotlighted wrestler this week uh, and kind of see what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. Kind of touch on some stuff that's happening. It just seems like news just keeps happening and happening and where it's been like, what? To like, oh, God, no. Like, to like, oh, shit. Okay. All right, so starting off this week in clickbait, uh, one of the big announcements that came out very recently was after the ROH pay-per-view, Tony Khan had a media call, and he did announce that ROH is going to be returning to a regular TV programming, but it's not going to be the traditional television. Instead, it is going to stay on their streaming service. They're going to relaunch the Ring of Honor streaming service, and we'll have the regular programming there. This follows, not long ago, Tony Khan said that ROH deserves their own show, but it deserves to not be on YouTube. Uh, and we talked about this right. before, and you know, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I like this move. Uh, I wish it was going to be on traditional TV. Uh, I wish it was going to be on traditional uh, a station. I mean, even even Impact has a TV deal. Uh, so I, I would have liked to have seen that. But I, I will be glad to see a return to regular ROH programming. Um, I don't know, Mike, are you, I mean, I know you, you ring of honor was your saving grace for a while there. Are, are you going to subscribe? Are you going to go on the ring of honor subscription service or, or what move does this, what does this move do for you? I mean, ah, boy, oh boy. Um, yeah, that's it. That's a tough, that's a tough question. Uh, <laughs> you know, because like you, I, 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 I think it deserves, um, uh, something more than, where it's currently at with it, like a streaming service. Like I get it because everybody's going to streaming, but like, this is just, it's wrestling is such a niche market. Um, it, it could be really hard to get off the ground and, and, you know, kind of sustain that sustainability. Cause I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I think the WWE was doing really well with the streaming, but then it now it's Peacock now too. They've, you know, it got bought by that. So it's, it, it, again, it's, it's, it's just a niche market and, it boy i don't know it's to me it's the old man in me wants to say that i gotta pay for something else to watch wrestling when it's you know it put it on tv for god's sakes like you said jim impact has a tv channel if i wanted it i could probably get it you know but i just you know i choose not to for multiple reasons but um no i i will have to see to be honest jury's still out so i gotta see just how it's gonna do because again i think um I can't remember who else was going to start a streaming service and it fit, it did not go over well. I thought it was, I thought it was NWA Billy Corgan. I thought was going to do something. And he just, he realized it was like, Oh man, he's in over his head with the, the, the amount of money it costs. So, and subscribers and it's, that's a big deal. So it's hard to say. So yeah. Yeah. Tom, are you going to subscribe? I would, I would definitely like to, um, as long as it's not as, as not as long as it's not as bad as the original, um, I, what was it? Uh, Honor Club, uh, because man, back in the day, it was garbage. Like it was, it just like I remember trying to watch pay per views on there, and it would just be like, oh, it crashed. 
Um, so as long as, as long as it's not going to be that, um, but I, I think one key takeaway to get it is the fact that WWE does not own any of the footage. So they've got Kevin Owens, they've got Sami Zayn in WWE. I think it's a great, I think it's a smart move for Tony Khan to pull viewership from WWE to be like, Hey, look what we got. We got these, these guys that we, that you know is this, but we have them as this. And so um, I think, I think it's a smart move for Tony Khan to do. Um, Yeah. I I agree with Mike. Is it another platform to, to pay for that? I don't need maybe, but in hindsight, we get a ton of ring of honor, which I'm totally all about. Well, and that's the, you know, the, the biggest reason McMahon wanted uh, WCW was for the library, right? He, he wanted the library that WCW Oh, absolutely. And, and I think that is the greatest prize that Tony Khan wanted with ROH purchase is, is their, their library. And yeah, if you subscribe to, if you subscribe to honor club, you get that full library, you get access to all those things. Um, from a, from a, a media business perspective, my concern is while yes, the, the market is moving towards this a la carte, right style as opposed to uh bundling right you know like we, you know when we were kids you had tv packages right you you'd yeah. buy the basic cable or the premier cable and all these channels came with it whether you wanted it or not right if you wanted espn you had to have all these other channels too well and now that you have this a la carte option where i can just get hbo or i can just get showtime um you know i could just get roh yeah that's where the market is but the way that this is going to make money isn't going to be off subscriptions. It's going to be off of advertising. And I don't know how many advertisers are going to be chomping at the bit. Uh, You know, so you're going to see, so I will say this, I'm going to sign up for it. I'll answer my own question. I am absolutely signing up for it because I have disposable income and no future. So I don't need to save for anything. So I'm going to go ahead and get it. I'm going to tell my wife it's a subscription like OnlyFans or something, but I'm going to get it. And I'll just give you guys my login, I guess. And I'm sure there's going to be some epically fucking weird ads for the first probably two, three quarters of existence. There's going to be some weird fucking companies advertising because they're going to be, you got to build up the brand. You got to build up the subscriber base before you're going to get a lot of real advertisers coming in. But I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm going to love being able to go into the library and watch some of those great classics uh, from ROH. Uh, And I, I really want to see what they're going to do moving forward. You know, I, I'm really interested in what the creative of ROH is going to be moving forward. I'm glad they're getting their own show, even if it is on a platform, I I probably wouldn't have preferred, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. And like I said, I'll, I'll share my, I'll share my login with you guys uh, legally in a legal way. Totally legally. No, we all live in the same house. So it's fine. Right. It's all, as far as anybody knows, we all live in the same home. So it's okay for us to share a login. It's exactly. Fine. We're all brothers here. <laughs> Good brothers. Okay. So the next story that I kind of thought was really big is the Sasha Banks speculation. Um, you know, for people who have been living under a rock or had their head in the sand or whatever, whatever other kind of metaphor you want to use, if you're unaware, <laughs> uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out on the company, walked out on WWE several months back. And ever since then, there's been speculation about what's going to happen. Are they coming back? When are they coming back? If they're not coming back, where are they going? And the, the current 
rumor, uh, the current most credible rumor, uh, is that Sasha has signed for dates with New Japan in the new year and is allegedly, quote unquote, done with WWE. I've seen some reports that say that it's a financial issue. I've seen some reports say that it's it's purely a philosophical issue. It's a, seen some that say it's an artistic issue. She wants to spread her wings. Um, whatever the case is, I, I, I tend to think if Sasha was going to come back, she would have by now. Uh, I think without a doubt, I have no doubt in my mind, Naomi will be back in WWE. Um, she's married to one of the Usos. I think she, I think the door is going to be far more open for her. But Sasha, I I got to say the idea of Sasha in in New Japan uh, with you know with now especially that they have that that partnership with Stardom, um, the idea that she could work some AEW matches, I just oh fuck talk about taking off the the, the shackles you know the, the mercedes vernado her real name has, has been capable of so much more than she was allowed to do and i'm really looking forward to what she's going to be able to do if she does in fact go this this speculated route um you know tom are you are you a sasha fan i've never asked you are you a big sasha are you a are you a bank statementer <laughs> Yes, everything you said. (laughs) I'm I'm a huge fan. I think, um, as as we've talked about on the show, uh, several women who have pioneered women's wrestling, and I, I, it's safe to say that Sasha Banks is totally one of those uh, women to do so. Um, Yeah, I'm super stoked. I I think this was a total loss for WWE, Um, and I know I, I, I don't think I think maybe the wheels were in motion when McMahon was still in power. I think she was obviously fed up and that's when she quit when McMahon was still there. I know she has ties with triple H, which, and, and I think triple H is safe to say that like has the utmost respect for, for her. Um, and I, the, the big rumor that I'm interested in hearing, uh, or not hearing, uh, the, the rumor I'm interested in talking about is the tweet that Jay White said about welcoming, welcoming her into the bullet club, which I think is a phenomenal idea. I think it's it would make the Bullet Club, which is kind of stale at the moment, um, has been stale for a while. Um, I think it's the, I think it would be a much needed and and uh, a great asset to the Bullet Club, uh, but New Japan period. Um, yeah, so I, I totally agree, Jim. I think it's it's a total smart move for her, and yeah, if we can somehow get her in AEW too. I mean, dream match after dream match after dream match. That's, that's all I can say. I actually have been a little bit removed from the news um, and have been catching snippets. And I saw something, you know, uh, you know, to, to kind of what Jim said, where it was just, you know, Sasha Banks done with, with WWE. And I was like, okay, whatever, you know, clickbait, I'm not going to read it. And then I started seeing Sasha Banks in new Japan. And I was like, Okay, kind of kind of clickbaity, but then I was like, I started, you know, doing my fantasy booking and I was like, well, stardom is over there and they have that relationship. And and I was like, man, she would clean up over there as just this like awful gaging. And I'm like, okay, I'm like starting to buy more and more into my own booking. And then I saw what Tom said was Jay White basically being like, Yeah, yeah, hey, if she wants to join the bullet club, I'm all in. And I was like, what the hell's going on? And then I started reading and found out that there's been these talks and hundred percent for it. I'm, I, I think the three of us hundred <laughs> percent agreement would love to see this happen. Didn't, didn't Jay White say 
that he was going <laughs> to, the tweet was like, I'll be the first one to hug her when I see her. Something, yeah. And it's just Jay White. Just, oh my God, please. Yeah. And it's, it's Jim's, it shackles off. It's that, that getting rid of that McMahon dust, you know, even to a point kind of Triple H, you know, and I know I'm not, that's not to say I'm, I'm trying to shit on Triple H for, for, um, for, for doing what he did to, to, for Sasha, but it just, you could tell it was, he was still trying to, it was, Whatever it was he was doing wasn't working as well. And I think to Jim's, it, she needed to take the shackles off and, and, and putting her in the tag, it was just, no, that's not how you do it. And I could see how she got kind of fed up and disappointed um, and walked out, you know, and that's, that's a different story. But um, no, I think it's the sky's the limit in Japan as far as creativity, stardom. Oh, my God, please sign me up. I watched that all day with that talent over there. Um, you know, and then again with the crossover with AEW, I would love to see Hikaru Shida uh, and um, uh, Sasha Banks, I, Sasha Banks and Britt Baker. Yes. Uh, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. You know, and throw uh, Soraya in there too. some old, you know, well, I, that's 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 another one of the, the rumors that's going around is I don't know, if you saw the last episode of Rampage, uh, Soraya, you know, was challenged to a tag match by Britt and Jamie Hayter in like four weeks right in la why would you make that match so far ahead and blah 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 blah. well the speculation is sasha's not allowed to wrestle until the new year maybe sasha is going to be soraya's partner against brit and jamie Hayter. which if that does happen don't adjust your television sets. That is me shrieking like a little girl when, it, when she comes out. I'm gonna, you're gonna hear me. That Wherever is gonna be a are, massive you're gonna hear me squeal. Yes, that would so be. I, I, I hope that's true. I really hope that's true. Yeah, but yeah. It's but I, 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 again, I think the consensus is all of us agree. Uh, we're all for it. I, I hope she goes. I mean, it, again. It just it would make sense it, it just you know again i'm not her her agent but it just didn't i would do it <laughs> like, I mean, you know they're they're trying oh to build up a women's division in new japan and i think that oh, would yeah. be again another great asset to 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 really push the women's division is having her over there well and it like you said tom if she does ends up like i agree you should go to the bullet club it ends up what being the bullet club's first female champion like Wow, Please. that kind of sells itself Please, with man. Jay White as your mouthpiece. Please. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, oh my God, I know we're getting off track here, but man, Tom, I was watching some of the stuff you sent me after him. Jim, have you ever watched at like after his press conferences? Oh, yeah. Oh my God. When he yeah. introduced <laughs> his little assistant and was like trying to make everybody clap for her, and it was just, oh my God, I just, uh, that, that man's a genius. I'm sorry. I got off on a side tangent, but anyway. No, yeah. Give me Sasha Banks, New Japan all day long. Yeah. Like I said, just dream match opportunities. Uh, her style, I think, would fit in so well with the Joshi style over there. And again, the crossover opportunities with AEW. I think there's just, from that artistic perspective, I think there's so many options for her if this is real. And, and oh, God, fingers crossed. Speaking of fingers crossed, gentlemen, um, I think... I think uh, we have to go back to a few episodes and uncross those fingers because uh, it uh, it turns out William Regal is, in fact, going back uh, to the WWE. Um, you know, there was a lot of I, I, I don't want to say it was the 
worst best kept worst best kept secret um or however that cliche goes uh you know i think everybody kind of saw the writing on the wall when suddenly <laughs> william regal gets dropped by mjf and is bleeding and is carted out and it's like um what and then he gives the, the following promo where he basically said eh, good day gentlemen <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and like it was so funny i think i texted tom and was like well he's gone <laughs> <laughs> like if that wasn't as clear as day and you know it turns out it's actually for a pretty damn it's for a pretty cool reason and to be honest i you got to give credit to tony khan and it it you know for and, and in the wrestling community i think it's just another like i the, the bygone era of shithead promoters and you know are are not ashamed to put the person over their promotion um anymore and i think that's what he did so for anybody not in the know uh, William Regal did sign a, 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 a contract with AEW. Uh, and like most contracts, usually when they tend to expire, they have an option, which means you could pick it up for a year or two years, whatever. You can kind of renegotiate, blah, 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 blah. Um, and William Regal, um, uh, actually unbeknownst to me, uh, has a son that's currently in the WWE system wrestling as Charlie Dempsey. Um, and uh, Regal getting towards the twilight of his career I guess was like, I, you know, Tony Khan, I don't want you to pick up my option. I, I really want to go back um, with this, you know, with WWE. Uh, I guess I understand it's his competition, but really my heart is to be with my son and train my son. Um, and, and to essentially, as it comes out um, to, to really for at least a year uh, due to, I think one of the things that uh, Tony Khan um putting the putting the whole stipulation was that regal can't appear on tv for a year which i thought was brilliant and classy on regal's part i feel like regal was i i really truly feel that was a regal thing said i'm not going to show up on tv i will not shit talk aew you know my his role ultimately is going to be i guess the same which was that aew uh was to develop talent research talent but ultimately be near his son and teach his son and i that's pretty fucking admirable and the fact that tony khan was like okay you know, and and like gentlemen worked it out. And I thought that was pretty classy and really, really cool. Um, so bummer. Um, I think it is a kind of a big loss for AEW, um, which um, I think is kind of the more important question is um, how do you guys see a, an AEW without um, William Regal uh, kind of behind the scenes here, uh, especially with a lot of the young talent um, that's coming into AEW, you know, and also some of the veteran talent that have been there. So um, I, that I think is, you know, the better question is, you know, what do you guys think with a, a an AE or William Regal lists AEW? Man, that's, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I see to add to your, your, uh, your part here, Mike, I read somewhere that, and I'm sure it was quickly hush hushed and taken out of context, maybe, um, that he left for maturity reasons, uh, because of, uh, the, the nonsense that kind of, I think he was alluding to with what happened with the box and punk. And I do think that I'm glad I, I shouldn't say, I do think I'm glad Tony Khan approached it the way that he did, because if we were to have another like blow up, like, you know, like, no, I'm not going to release you from your contract. And I think it could have gotten ugly pretty quick. And I do think that's not what AEW needs. So I, I'm pretty sure Tony Khan ate, ate a lot on this 
which is, I, I mean, yeah, it is admirable for him to do that. But I do, I mean, I'm not anybody who deals with contracts on a daily basis, but like, I just feel like this one was kind of smooth purposely because of just to kind of, of a PR move. I actually didn't, I, I saw the maturity thing, but like, I, I, I felt I had heard that that was, again, I don't know if it was just swept under the rug very, very quickly, but it, it, I don't know. That just to me, it, it, in my opinion, it kind of felt like a little swipe. I didn't really hear anything about it. It was more or less, you know, so maybe I just, maybe I missed something sure. or, or what, but it just, I, everything else seemed to kind of drift away from that, which is why I'm, I'm kind of intrigued that it, it seems more, you know, he left because it was like, he saw the writing on the wall per se. I, uh, to go back to your question, I think that AEW will be fine. I think they've got a lot of really good minds in the back. Does it hurt them? Yeah. I mean, William, William Regal's a genius. He's a great professional wrestler that you would want in your company and WWE is going to get it. So hopefully I would hope to God, we're going to see some better NXT, but I digress. Cause we'll get, we'll get to that in a minute, but yeah, I don't think it hurts him terribly. I think it hurts this weird. Uh, I, I think it hurts MJF because MJF, man, that dude has been through some very wonky booking as of late. The, the whole punk stuff was out of his control. Uh, it seems like the the regal stuff was out of his control. And it's just a testament to how damn good MJF is to like switching things up on the fly. I mean, I'm sure you guys have noticed not to go on an MJF tangent, but like he did that today did a story on him, which I think is absolutely huge and must needed for AEW. Um, he went to UFC again, all eyes on AEW. It, it's great that he's able to bring eyes on the product when um, things are kind of not going really his way. That, that The whole regal thing was, I think, just like, what? That didn't make any sense. You know why he just he's like, I aligned with you, but I'm a piece of shit. Whammo right in the back of the head. So, yeah, no, I think I think they'll be all right because um, I think they'll find another uh, you know, like a Dean Malenko or uh, uh, Jerry Lynn to to kind of look, to kind of build them back up. A couple of things I wanted to say about what you guys had, had brought up, and and then I'll get to my opinion. Number one is, it's funny when you look at Charlie Dempsey. He's the kind of kid who I would never have looked at him and gone, "Oh, that's William Regal's son." But now that I now that I know he's William Regal's son, I'm like, "Well, no shit, he's William Regal's son." I did the same thing, Jim. It was funny because I was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Wow, that yep, that's William Regal's son. <laughs> yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Like, like once you know, it's you can't unsee it, right? Yep. Um, the other thing I'll say is that you know, since uh, apparently that's another role that I'm carving out for myself here in in this group. Uh, is I'm the Twitter guy, along with being the impact guy. I'm also the Twitter guy. Uh, Regal, Regal was just on Twitter earlier today, and the old fart as well. Uh, thanks, Tom. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, Regal, yeah, Regal was just on Twitter earlier today saying, if you, you know, people are saying a lot of things about me, but if you're not hearing it from me, it's not true. Uh, and so, you know, the, you're referencing Tom, you know, the, the statement about, you know, maturity. Um, the biggest reason I don't believe that is because I heard EC3 say it. Um, oh. and if EC, yeah. If e EC3 was on That's a right. podcast saying, you know, like, oh, well, you know, I've, you know, I, people on the inside are telling me that it was maturity and people weren't respecting him. What the fuck would EC3 know about it? So I just, I, I dismissed that right out of hand. Right. Yeah, out of let game. me interrupt you real quick. When was the last time you could control your narrative? 
For the record, I like my bowels. I'm terrible at controlling my narrative. Uh, both, <laughs> my, my bowels, my bladder, and my narrative. Three things I lost control of a long time ago because I'm old, Tom, because I'm fucking maybe, old. Maybe you should just try to control your narrative, dude. Oh, that's how I Do they have a medication? Is there an over the counter medication for that? Like like a Geritol? It's obviously going to be a loss for AEW, right? You can't replace somebody like William Regal. I agree with you, Mike. Classy as fuck the way it went down. I think, you know, Tony Khan and William Regal, you know, did this as gentlemen, and I'm 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 glad it went the way it did. Very noble reason to go, you know, to want to be there with his son. That's fucking beautiful you know i i I think that's wonderful um but again you can't replace william regal it's gonna be a loss there's no two ways about it and to me it it goes back to one of the things we talked about all those months ago um when we were talking about the fallout from all uh, from all out there's no locker room leader there Right. You've got a lot of senior guys. Right. D. Malenko is a producer. Jerry Lynn is a producer. You got Jericho. You got, you know, uh, Brian Danielson. You got Samoa Joe. You got guys there who can lead, but nobody seems to be stepping up to be the guy. And yeah. I that's going to be the hardest part about losing Regal. I, I'm not. I'm not excited about what Blackpool Combat Club is going to turn into on screen, but from a, a institutional perspective, I just I I don't know who's going to step up and be that 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 senior leadership that you need backstage. Well, I, I have a quick question for you guys. Then, um, do you guys control your narrative? No. Um, <laughs> um, do you think it's – do you think in, the, the lack of leadership is because the AEW wants to be seen as this like fun company and, you know, like everyone can go there and wrestle and do their thing and they don't want to – they don't want to take away from that? Because it just seems – yeah, like I, I totally agree with you, Jim. The, the fact that there is no locker room leader is very apparent and very dire, but is it – because they're doing it to themselves. Do you know what I mean? Do you, do you understand what I'm like trying to ask? I, yeah, guess? I, I do. And and it, it reminds me a lot of honestly, a, a qualm I have with my daughter's school is my daughter goes to a, a quote unquote progressive school. Right. And so they're trying to be different and, you know, and, and they do a lot of great things, but one of the biggest problems I have there is there's, there's really no discipline whatsoever. And, and I feel like that's kind of a lot of what AEW's backstage is. You know, I think that's kind of the point you're getting there, Tom, is I think to a degree it was deliberate. They want to be different, but you got to have some kind of discipline, right? You can be different while still having structure. And, and so, yeah, I, I I think you make a good point there, Tom. I don't, I, I don't know if they deliberately want that lack of leadership, but I could see that being part of it. I could see that being part of the design. And I think it's ultimately to their detriment, right? You don't, you don't get rid of everything. You get rid of the toxic thing. Speaking of leadership uh, and uh, really taking the reins, uh, Tom, fill us in on, uh, I think uh, what is going to be a good topic is uh, Triple H's reign, so to speak. Uh, and uh, it, uh, where it's going. Well, I don't. I don't know how if, it's going. I don't know if you guys know the exact date, but uh, December twenty second will be six months uh, 
in charge of WWE, and I'm talking about Triple H, Paul Levesque, The Game, The Cerebral Assassin, uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I could keep going if you guys want, but uh, who was, was he? In w- yeah, I was like, uh, Terra Rising. Terra Rising. Terra Space Rising. <laughs> no, I kind of wanted to pick your brains a little bit since we're, we're six months into the Triple H regime. Um, what do you guys? What do you guys have so far for uh, hits, misses? Um, what is he doing right? Maybe some things that he's doing wrong. Because I think we can all agree the NXT product is not where it needs to be. Um, I actually was joking around on online, and when I mean joking around, harassing other wrestling fans. Um, that I'm, I could, I don't think I. You would have ever told me like a year ago that NXT could get any worse and then it already is. Um, I'm just honestly not a fan of it, um, especially the direction it's going. But so anyways, I, 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 Jim, Mike, what, what do you guys think so far? What, what are some big wins for Triple H so far? To, to, to honestly be fair, um, I had up until um, – I when Vince McMahon was coming out, I was I was going to walk away really um, with all this stuff that was going on. I was like, I'm fucking done. Like, I it, this is terrible. And when he was coming out and it looked like he was he was like, yeah, you can't beat me. Like, I'm going to beat these charges. I I just I checked out um, and, you know, I knew changes were coming. I I, I didn't care. I probably knew it was going to be Triple H. I didn't care. And then, you know, obviously I found out Triple H and was like, okay, sure. You know, I got kind of excited like everybody else. And, you know, I could see uh, it's starting. Um, I, I still think the product has a lot of Vince McMahon in it. Um, I, I don't know where that's coming from. I don't get it. I don't know if it's just Triple H knows what's best for business. And so I don't know if he's just, again, kind of, not to use my own metaphor, but just kind of riding that tidal wave of like, I just got to get to a point to where I can kind of get to a reboot. Um, you know, and I think he was getting to that reboot with Cody. Uh, unfortunately, Cody got hurt. Um, you know, I think what was it? One of you, Jim, I think it was posted at um, some sort of, you know, fantasy booking for the next WrestleMania. Um, and a hundred percent, I'd, I'd buy that. Um, where it was like one, you know, Roman gets such this big head. Uh, you know, we all know the beatdown of Sammy is coming, all this and that, uh, whatnot. Cody makes this big return. Uh, you know, shit, come on, I'll pop for it. I love a good return. Uh, and WWE does it very, very well. Um, you give me The Rock, and if this is bona fide The Rock's last match, give me Roman, you know, boasting about how he is truly the elder. Rhodes comes out night two, beats him. Please, come on. That has Triple H written all over it to me. Um, and I think he's getting there. Um, I just think uh, where I was trying to go was was just that I'm just kind of riding that tidal wave. And it's just I'm not really overly thrilled. I, I, there's been I, OK. I think they're doing I think they got lucky with Sammy getting over. Um, I truly agree with that, but I think Paul or sorry, Paul, like I know him, <laughs> uh, I think You're Triple H um, can see, and that's his head for business is that, okay, he pivoted and, and is building this story. And I think they're doing it great. I think Paul Heyman clearly has a lot in this, uh, you know, so I think that's really cool. Um, you know, word on the street is, is um, Gunther and Lesnar may happen for WrestleMania. That to me has Triple H written all over it, which please give two slabs of beat. Those two dudes. 
Hell yeah. yeah. I'll watch that for oh, yeah. sure. Um, I, I want to see Gunther chop the shit out of a giant bull and just watch him just get like, uh, it's, sorry. It's got, it, it's got greatness written all over it, but long story short, um, he's, he's got a, a little bit of a hill to climb to me. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely intrigued to see, but as far as it goes, I'm just, like I said, I'm just kind of riding the wave right now and, um, no big wins. Um, I, losses is, I think is just dealing with the, the, all this fallout and kind of having to see it through, um, and still trying to maintain this PG type attitude when I think clearly some of the fans are wanting a little bit more, uh, and, and whatnot, but, um, yeah, so that's me, but. Jim, uh, definitely interested to hear what you have to say. Uh, well, I mean, that makes one of us. I think the biggest wins for Triple H so far. <laughs> Sorry, it's just it's not very often people are excited to hear what I have to say. Um, big win for Triple H is, I think, the the potential. Um, his coming in gave a lot of people a lot of hope. I think the smartest thing Triple H has done is trust his talent. You know, it's it's something I gripe about all the time in, in a million different fields. You hire people because you want them, not because you want a robot. And whether it's pro wrestling, teaching or, you know, in a kitchen, you hire somebody because they have a skill set that you think can benefit your overall product. And I think what Triple H has done really bright is allowed Sami Zayn to get over by being Sami Zayn. Right. He's allowing Sami Zayn to be Sami Zayn. He's allowing KO to be KO. He's allowing these guys to be who they are and play to their strong suit. And that's what's really helping the product move forward. Um, you know, I, I think he's putting trust in his talent. He's giving people a lot of hope for what could come. Um, I will say every time I say the word potential, I have my, my late father on my shoulder saying that's the most dangerous word in the English language, because who do you know who's ever lived up to it? You know, uh, but at the same time, I just I think he gives a lot of hope. I, I will say that I'm really excited about a lot of the signings. He's picked up a lot of people that never should have been let go. Um, I, you know, I, I texted you guys this the other night. I think you I think you thought I was joking, but I'm dead serious. I'm a fucking huge Tegan Knox fan. And when I saw Tegan Knox come back on SmackDown, I was I was legitimately excited. Well, that um, poor girl alone, just to get to where yeah, she's is been like oh. that alone is worth like a story. Like and it, like to your credit, Jim Trips has got a good brain and could I could see that a hundred percent coming into play because Tegan was really really good and I believe at one point I thought was supposed to either go far or win the May Classic and that says a lot. And the fact that poor girl and just her knees, man. And that's that's just only that's what's scary. But anyway, sorry, not to. No, you're good. Yeah, right she, there with you. She was supposed to win the May Young Classic the second year she was in it. And then she blew out her second ACL. Oh, God. Uh, but, you know, she she's got so many. She's got so many skills. She's got so many tools in her arsenal. Uh, really excited. Really excited for him bringing back EO and him bringing back Dakota Kai and the women's division on raw is blossoming. It's, 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 it's overflowing on SmackDown. It's a fucking joke, but on raw, it's amazing. He's, you know, Ricochet is getting an opportunity that, you know, he was getting pushed down and down and down. I, I, I think there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of, of fan favorites that are going to start, you know, kind of feeling that momentum behind them. Um, I agree. I, I think the, the the booking moving forward is what I'm most excited about. Um, like, you know, Mike, you were saying about riding that wave. And 
if we get if we get in my dream scenario, which I realize is fucking weird, I have a weird mind. I I understand that, but in in my dream scenario, night one of WrestleMania closes with Roman Reigns beating The Rock, retiring The Rock. Night two opens with Sammy and KO taking the belts off the Usos, and it closes with Roman dropping the belts to Cody. That to me is the greatest. I, again, I read a report today that said that Triple H already has the WrestleMania card laid out. Uh, and if that's true, I'm going to be so fucking excited for what we're going to see over the next several months. Uh, if it's not true, it's just another in a long line of disappointments, uh, which leads me to my biggest loss for Triple H. And that is uh, Braun Strowman. Nobody fucking wanted it, man. Nobody <laughs> wanted Strowman. Stop it. Fucking stop it. Like, seriously, who who was 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 sitting at their, their TV screens every Monday night going, maybe this is the week. Maybe the-. no one. No one fucking wanted that. <laughs> this is the week Braun comes back. It's interesting that you say that just with, you know, Braun and – I, it's I, I I kind of feel bad for the guy, but Omos yeah, or Omos or Omos, yeah, I, I I'm sorry, but I just that that poor guy is just it's I, what the hell do you do with a big man these days? The big man day is gone. You know what I mean? Like to me, it it kind of ended with the big show, and it's just like they're the oddity. I hate to say that, but like when the when the fuck is anybody like you? Gonna be like, oh my god, when are they gonna put? Oh my god, o- Omas is on tonight. Yeah, if Omas yeah. had some kind of athleticism, or if he had a skill set other than just being tall, okay. But literally, his only fucking talent is being tall. He can't take a bump. You can't understand him when he fucking talks at all, right? He doesn't know how to fucking throw a move. He doesn't have a skill set. He's literally, he's just tall. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's fucking his only thing. I just feel bad for him because I just think I it's know. just, it's the, the day of the big man for, it, it's just, <laughs> of Fuck course you guy. don't, but just the day of the big man is just, yeah. it's, I think it's sadly kind of come and gone, you know. I almost feel bad for him, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Fair enough. Fair almost. enough. But almost. I got it. Yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> to your earlier point, I, I I did want to say what's not going a mile a minute is NXT, and uh, boy, I can't. You know, I'm not going to credit that one to Triple H because I think it's it's he's doing. I think in the business is just you know doing a favor and not even necessarily a favor. I Sean Michaels is a great mind. He really is. He's a great performer. That man is a great sports entertainer. Um, who also he's a decent wrestler, you know, but he's a hell of a sports entertainer. I, I just, I don't get what he's doing with NXT. I just, I can't, when you have to bring in talent from the main roster, that's not even like that. They're kind of getting into their heyday, you know, new day. They were great a while ago. They're kind of reaching their kind of pinnacle, I think. And it's just, and that blew my mind when they dropped the titles to him. I was like, oh, Wow, did not see that coming because I I dug pretty deadly. I thought they were kind of fun. Um, and there there's definitely some hidden gems. I think in NXT, and you got to pay attention to it. Um, I think I wasn't a huge fan of Grayson Waller, but I'm, he's kind of growing on me a little bit. Um, and uh, I but that 
kind of it. <laughs> like, I did, did Dominic Dijakovic. I was like, um, are you Cobra? Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, that was Cobra, Cobra written all over it. Cobra's a good guy. Like, <laughs> hey, what are you? Hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, only, there's my the first dream booking scenarios. No, <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of though, was Cobra. And I'm just like, ah, uh, wow. That's a, that's a very specific shitty eighties movie. <laughs> like, I wouldn't say shitty. It's just eighties. Yeah. It's just a very eighties. Yeah. But yeah, no, to your so I'm not going to count uh, NXT as a loss for for um, Triple H. I think NXT just needs to find. It, it'll be interesting to see if William Regal sticks his nose in that business, um, and it it you it will be very obvious if he does um, to kind of help Sean out. Um, but I'm I'm intrigued to see maybe they can kind of pull it out. But I mean, woof, it's it's not looking too good right now. So I, it's, it's hard to sit through, to be honest. And it's, I, it, but I mean, I, you, to their point, like it is ultimately at the end of the day, a business. And I, a lot of people, you know, not to get into this side topic, but um, I don't know if you guys saw that they put out that or, or uh, some sort of edict. I think it was, I guess, where it was like, either at NXT or it was either from NXT or came down from the top or something like that, that like, if you're not progressing within two years, you're done essentially mm-hmm. like to the point to where you could be put on TV. Like you have to be essentially TV ready in two years. Wow. Um, so it is a business, you know? And I mean, they have stockholders they have to answer to. So right. it's, that's kind of the shitty part of, I you know, that with, WWE that it, it is a business, you know, ultimately, um, I think all, whether it's independent wrestling or whatever, it's a business at the end of the day. What made me, what made me like start thinking about this. And I text you guys <laughs> while I was like, just honestly, like dumbfounded staring at my screen when that poker game was going on. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? Like what literally what am I watching right now? And I couldn't help but think. And it was like, Oh man, this, this is, this has McMahon written all over it. But I was like, but Triple H has been in charge for months now. This, this had to have been produced by him. And I don't know if it was or or who it was produced by, but it was one of the worst fucking things I've ever seen. I like on, on wrestling, like wrestling television. And I I just didn't understand it. So I was like, man, I'm really intrigued to see what your guys' thoughts on like what he's doing really well and what he's not doing. And and I I totally agree, Jim. I think on on your side, what he's doing, right. He's pushing the talent that he needs to that, um, that didn't get the most, uh, the, the biggest push I would say when McMahon was doing it, when McMahon was, you know, obviously pushing him to the end and push, pushing him down, especially Ricochet. Um, yeah, Mike, I think NXT is, I mean, if you think about it, Triple H is—he's got his hands full with Raw and SmackDown, and I—I'm I, I'm assuming right. he was like, "Well, Sean's my good buddy. I will give it to him, and hopefully he'll—he'll—you know—he'll do well with it." And I think he hasn't. I think he's done terrible. Like it's terrible. It's like almost—it's to me, it's almost unwashable. Uh, it's pretty bad. <laughs> one, it's pretty bad. Iron Survivor was innovative. Damn it! It didn't make any sense, and it was stupid. 
but it was innovative. D- Dust- Dusty would give him a B plus. Dusty Rhodes is not a drift. That was like a. That's like such a WWE thing, though. That drives me absolutely bonkers. This is like. It's innovative, and we're going to tell you about it for three weeks, how innovative this is. Iron <laughs> <laughs> Survivor, Bone Star Champion. Like, yeah, like, shut the fuck. Like, my, right. my biggest worry with, with Triple H, honestly, is I, I, I'm a very big supporter of long, long-term storytelling, long-term booking. I'm, you guys are too. What is going on with Wyatt though? Like that is now I'm starting to get concerned where I'm like, we got the tease with LA Knight, which I was all about. And, and I, unfortunately it's just bad timing. I know uh, Barry Windham suffered a massive heart attack and uh, he's, you know, obviously brace clearly thinking about that more than his character work right now. But like, it is the slowest burn thing I've ever seen in a long time. And like, I'm too, I was so stoked that, that Bray's back and like Bray brought a bunch of like, we brought a bunch of writers from Marvel with him. And, and then I was just like, uh, okay, it's starting to get stale. And that's to me, one of triple H's biggest weakness is the biggest weakness is he's not McMahon where he's like, Hey, we need to, we need to start delivering here. And, um, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just very, Interesting. very interested to see where Bray is headed under, especially under triple H. Do I think the company's in jeopardy? Absolutely not. No, that, that's, that's no, they're fine. <laughs> Maybe I'm deluding myself, but you know, again, another fantasy booking here is, you know, if, if, if we're going to have Cody take the belt off of Roman, I think Cody immediately has to go into a very long, I'm talking like almost year long program with Bray. Um, really? Because, yes. And here's why I say that. Interesting. One of Barry Windham, Bray Wyatt's uncle, one of his former tag team partners is a kid named Dustin Rhodes. Bray's uncle, Barry Windham, had a good feud with Dusty roads as well there's that legacy there cody and bray can have a fantastic program that's the next generation right i i I think the two of them can work together creatively really well i think there's a good backstory there i think i'm i I, in my mind it's the Shawn michaels y2j feud right where it lasts significant period of time multiple pay-per-views back and forth I, I just I see that as a great long term booking option, and it gives Roman the opportunity to go take a rest, which obviously he's desperately wanting. That's why he barely works shows anymore. Yeah. I would love to see Bray drag this out longer, work over LA Knight for a bit, then work over somebody else for a little bit, and then after WrestleMania, it's Bray Cody. That's that's what I would love to see. Um, allow Bray to flex his creative muscle, really indoctrinate himself into the the audience again, then throw him into that hard and heavy feud. I like it. That's not bad. That is not bad at all, Jeff. Hire me, WWE. Hire me. No, I mean, it, I always, I, I keep forgetting that, uh, you know, the the Wyndham Rhodes relationship. I mean, it's in it goes back so long it's insane it really is that whole thing it's wow and they own all yep. those tapes wwe owns all those tapes right of florida championship wrestling and those deep south and all the old territory territories where dusty and the windhams used to run 
WWE has those libraries. It's damn. And Triple H loves his history, right? He's a he's a student of the game. He is the game. <laughs> I I could see him really. I could see him digging his teeth into that kind of a story. That'd be uh, fun. And I, and I think it'd be fantastic. I, I would, I, like I said, I would love to see it. I would love to see that. Hell yeah, man. Well, hey, gentlemen, what does make sense, I think, um, are your matches of the week. Uh, Jim, lay it on us, daddy-o. My match of the week, uh, I already told <laughs> you guys, you guys tried to steal my thunder uh, earlier when you, when uh, Tom, I think it was you who texted the group uh, and uh, pointed out the, the match of Josh Alexander versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Holy right? Christ, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was beautiful. It was fabulous. Um, in the interest of fairness, I do have to say I, I had my issues. There were some some issues I had with the match. There was one spot in particular where, I mean, first of all, they went damn near an hour, right? So that's, I mean, there's tons of opportunities in an hour to go right and go wrong. Um, but there was one spot in the match where <laughs> Speedball Mike Bailey, like the action is outside, right? So they're outside of the ring. Speedball Mike Bailey gets into the ring, goes up onto the top rope, and is facing the inside of the ring. Josh Alexander is on the outside of the ring. And for no apparent fucking reason, Josh Alexander runs into the ring, stands right in the middle of it, looking at Speedball Bailey like a deer in the fucking headlights. <laughs> well, so, so that Speedball can throw a missile dropkick at it from the top. I was like, this is what the fuck just happened? Um, I also will say that. I am not a huge fan of uh, Mike Bailey pretending like he's Asian. That I think is a bit fucked up. Uh, don't do the stereotypical karate guy thing. When he talks, he's doing a fucking Bruce Lee impression. Bro, you're from Quebec. Uh, stop it. Uh, oh. one, of my, one of my favorite shows, you're from Quebec don't do this right don't act like you're fucking bruce lee's illegitimate child first of all your 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 working name is mike bailey your real name is emile french something or other (laughs) knock it off right you're you're quebecois i get that you like karate good for you bro don't act like you're don't fucking yellow face it that's offensive but yeah. on the whole i i love the match i love this i love the style uh, uh conflict there between josh alexander and speedball i thought it was a great fucking match i i thought it was it was really good but again uh i was jim is our uh, official now uh official impact guy yes <laughs> yes that's another one of the, the one of the pigeonholes i've been shoved into <laughs> I'm the impact guy. I'm the uh, uh, Twitter guy. I'm the old guy. Uh, I'm the- <laughs> no, Mike, guy. Mike and I clearly collectively went like, oh, who's going to talk about impact? Fuck it. Give it to Jim. <laughs> I really yeah, short let straw. him watch really it. Short straw. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. In my limited viewing, um, I was able to catch uh, FTR versus the acclaimed. Uh, and this one was was definitely high because it was uh, it was for the tag titles, and I'm I I I I I don't know all three of us, but at least myself am a massive FTR fan. Um, I just they've it's 
what they're doing is just great. Um, I don't think we need to say any more than that. We're all fans of old school wrestling. They have this just old school touch with just this new school kind of attitude and 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 move set and but yet it blends with the they're just they they are my favorite tag team as of right now. Um, why they're not getting used more in AEW is beyond me. Maybe um, uh, it has something to do with uh, you know that it, it feels like maybe they're getting ready to drop some titles. Uh, spoilers: They did drop the ROH titles to the Briscoes this past weekend. You know, maybe they're going to focus on the AEW titles now and trying to kind of elevate that now that they're doing. You know, they're they seems to be wrapping their we're the best tag team on the planet tour uh i think we can get rid of some of these belts and actually you know work with the the company that we have um but i think it's also kind of cool uh and the testament to tony khan he's letting them he get he's letting them have that opportunity that i think they so desperately needed and deserved at wwe at the time um you know uh i i you know i really do think um wwe missed out on on building a really solid tag team division around those two guys uh, so no, um, overall, um, you know, the match kind of started out a little bit slow, but man, it just, when it started picking up, I was, I was popping a little bit. I really thought I was like, holy shit, a FTR is going to win. They're going to win. They're going to win. They're going to win. And then they, you know, it was a, it, what a way to win it too. Um, and class act by FTR to put over acclaimed, uh, right now. And rightfully so, cause they are so over. It's ridiculous. I know we talked about the fact I was at a, a live AEW event a couple of weeks ago, um, and it is insane how over those guys are. Um, so, and and kudos to FTR for recognizing it, but I don't think this is going to be the end. And I think, um, you know, once they, I would say probably maybe a little after the new year, we'll probably start seeing FTR kind of rise up and start strictly going after the, uh, um, uh, the uh, uh, AEW world titles because we've got Wrestle Kingdoms coming up. You guarantee they're going to be on that card. Um, I'm not sure who they're going after. I haven't been really paying much attention to that, but um, also haven't really heard anything. Um, and then I think soon after, or if not, I feel like it's already happened, but I just, at some point, some sort of triple A event, I, I want, I think they've already had it where they, it's like their WrestleMania, but they they hold big events all the time, so I could see that. Like I said, I would say give it by the mid to next year. We're going to start seeing a lot more FTR and AEW. I think they just got to get they got to find the time to get rid of all the belts. So, but that was my match of the week. A um, little bit of a slow build, but overall, great ending. Um, and obviously, it uh, it led to the the Briscoes and FTR, which uh, was a phenomenal match uh and just again cements these two dudes as uh as a awesome tag team so tom what was yours my match of the week was uh fdr versus the briscoes and i know that was on a pay-per-view but um uh mike just added everything he needed to to the fdr uh i love the briscoes um they are a little brash at times, and unfortunately, Jay has said some incredibly stupid things to get himself booted off of television. Which I hope they, um, I hope they can come to some sort of agreement. And I would love nothing more to see the Briscoes come into AEW. And, and I, I want them on TV so bad. Like I, could you imagine that pop when they show up and like. If they do it in the right area, you know what I mean? Like if they, cause they're, I think they're from what, like Delaware actually. So, I mean, it's yeah, from yes, the sticks of Delaware, but if you kind of do it in that, 
West Virginia, Virginia area, mother of God. Like it, the place is going to go nuts, but I, sorry, Tom, I, I just, know, I'm I, with I, you, man. I love the Briscoes. more than the Briscoes to show up, but also worrying what Jay could say to get them thrown off television <laughs> again. Um, but no, that, that match was unreal. They, those dudes deliver every time they, they wrestle. Um, it was hard hitting. The dog collar match is always a very, very brutal styled match. You can tell by both, I think all of them were busted open at, at a certain point. Um, it was just hard hitting, great tag team match, and and I know we re- we don't do matches so much of the week that are based off of pay per views. But if you get a, anybody gets a chance to watch uh, FDR in action, go do it. You won't be disappointed for sure. Well, I mean, it's just I think that's you know it's it, 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 seeing those type matches. Is it? I haven't seen the full match, but I've seen a lot of, some of the several of the highlights and it, it looked like it was a hard hitting match, but um, I did see uh, FDR and Briscoe's too, uh, which was unreal. Um, and it just, man, that reminds me of the Tully and Arn. Oh my God. It, it just, it screams, they scream them, but like, but their feud with the Briscoe's is very reminiscent of the heart foundation. Um, uh, th- th- that tag team, the, uh, road warriors versus the bulldogs uh it just these just and i'm like man this is this is good tag team wrestling and it's nice to see it really is um you know it's it i i, I wish wwe would take notice i don't know why they they just sometimes refuse to grow their t- like i said they i feel like they had a perfect opportunity and you could tell they were really putting some you know i i'm not a big fan of enzo but enzo and Cass worked and it was it was a tag team and it worked but then they end up separating them and ftr like i felt like that i'm not pinning the the, the budding tag team era on enzo and Cass and just ftr but like there was a a good like it felt like there was a good contingent on when they were trying to grow it and i just i think when they lost ftr it plummeted and it just why they just refused to to develop their tag team is beyond me because it's exciting shit. And these 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 guys alone, um, minus countless others, um, are really killing it. And I think it needs to it deserves special attention. And I'm glad it's getting it. For this week, long overdue spotlight. Um, I uh, was thought I thought long and hard about this one, um, and uh, and uh, then it hit me. Uh, this gentleman, uh, I've already given it away. Uh, well, at least part of it. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> yes. We no. Mentioned Jeff uh, in a while. So. No. Uh, you know, I was trying to figure out. I was like, how can I introduce this? Because like, I it it it. it adds to the mystique of this guy and i'm i'm really hoping you guys can and you you can get who i'm going to talk about uh so i've obviously i've alluded to it's a gentleman uh <clears throat> this man has a very extensive career uh i'm going to list off uh some of his titles first uh this gentleman uh was a one-time CZW World Junior Heavyweight Champion he was a three-time Wired CZW Wired TV Champion uh, he was also queen and king of the ring with uh, none other than Athena. Uh, he was also the a inaugural one-time only Evolve champion. 
Uh, he was Evolve Tag Team Championship with uh, Mr. Leon Ruff. And uh, he also won the Evolve Championship Tournament in 2013. Um, and I think um, this might give it away, but we'll see here. He was also a one-time Lucha Underground Cheerios champion uh, with Killshot and Willie Mack. Gentlemen, gentlemen, uh, any idea who I'm talking about? Who's, yeah, it's Jeff Jarrett. Who, 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 <laughs> who, who do you think... Who do you think is my spotlight? Air Fox. Air Fox. Air Fox. Mr. Um, dare I say, kind of king of the indies as of recently. Like, really, um, very big on the underground. I will fully admit I started looking into him uh, when I, I saw him on Lucha Underground. I was like, I feel like I've seen this guy. And, like, I he's, again, very closely associated with uh, Swerve Strickland, i.e. Killshot. Um, you know, that was uh, kind of a bit of a spoiler here before we get into him. Uh, it was going to be absolutely one of my one of my kind of programs or matches to watch is Swerve Strickland, i.e. kill shot. And uh, I can't I think I can't remember if he was A.R. Fox in Lucha Underground or if he was something else. But great program like and FYI, if you haven't seen any of Lucha Underground, for the love of God, go watch it. It gets pretty ridiculous towards the end, but my God, it's, it's the so opera wrestling, and it's fantastic. I think, Tom, when I first watched it, I was like, Tom, this is the greatest thing I think I've ever seen. And, like, it's ridiculous, it's stupid, and it, but it was it was perfect. And it was – it. I, I don't know if it just hit at the right time or at the wrong time or it just – I don't know. It's sad that it wasn't around, but it – it it got me into a lot of different people and you know one of them uh, two of them well three of them actually i said was the willie mack uh, kill shot you know swerve strickland and then ar fox um great match by the way um that that whole kill shot ar fox feud was fantastic um that was like kill shot was this marine and ar fox was the guy that he left for dead like yep yeah, okay i'm already in you know oh, like yeah that's right yeah, and AR Fox, I think probably was is one of the most bouncy athletic individuals I've ever seen. Like the guy's got springs in his legs and I'm sure um anybody that's listening, I know you gentlemen have probably seen this, but uh the move he does, the like reverse backflip to the outside, I it's like I, I don't know how to describe it, but he does it in PWG and that's where I was like that's that guy. And it's that's AR <laughs> Fox, like the guy, but he, it, it, he's not doing it just for, you know, ridiculous. Like the guy actually is using his aerial, aerial assault, as they would say for a story. And it, it really, really works. But, um, so, you know, kind of back up, obviously the, the, the guys had a pretty extensive career. Uh, he, uh, primarily started out in, uh, CZW, um, as a lot of people did, um, honestly, as I'm kind of finding out, um, he had a very, very good series from what I've told with Sammy Callahan, um, uh, Mr. Impact, I guess. Like he seems to be like kind of waving that flag right now. Mr. Um, son of a bitch who doesn't deserve to have a job. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Sammy Callahan too. He's another one on my list. <laughs> I, oh, you're not a big Sammy Callahan guy? Uh, oddly enough, no. Uh, I like. <laughs> I I tend to prefer professional wrestlers who don't 
accidentally almost murder an opponent and then get an attitude about it. If you're going to hit somebody in the fucking face with a bat, you can at least be sorry. Don't be, <laughs> yeah. don't pretend you're the fucking victim. You twat waffle. Sorry. Back to you. <laughs> and that's the bite. No, um, now we know, you know <laughs> his next spotlight. Clearly, clearly we <laughs> clearly we know Jim's thoughts on uh, Sammy Callahan now. But no, he uh, feuded with him quite a bit. Um, Jonathan Gresham, a number of guys that obviously Drew Gulak, Adam Cole, believe it or not, back in the day, Jake Christ. Uh, Really, a kind of a who's who in CZW, Um, you know, works his way through. But he also gets his name uh, in Dragon Gate and Evolve. Um, They actually had a working relationship together. And obviously he was their inaugural champion. Um, Again, a a who's who of uh, American, British, uh, Japanese uh, wrestlers. Uh, Yeah, Johnny Gargano. uh, He has a feud with Johnny Gargano. Um, we're looking at, uh, a a, a, a Jenki Hergochi, uh, it, it, the, the list is endless. Uh, he does quite well, uh, in Dragon Gate in USA evolve. Uh, and then he, uh, obviously goes through other promotions, uh, primarily, uh, PWG, uh, he's in PWG quite a bit and he, uh, I think it just also because of, uh, his style, it just fits for that crowd. Um, but he's always in like always their biggest pay-per-views, you know, the Bola, uh, battle of Los Angeles. Um, God, they, they always have, they always have their name, but like, they always have like niche, like all-star weekend, I think is one that's pretty consistent. Um, and he's always wrestling at that and he's usually in six man tags. And again, the who's who Brian cage, Kevin Steen, Michael Elgin, uh, Willie Mack. Uh, it, it just goes on and on and on Roderick strong. And he's also doing time in uh triple a, uh, the guy's just, he's all over the place. Uh, so, and that's kind of been his story is he's just always kind of floated, uh, you know, and has always kind of had this just, just buzz about him. Um, and, uh, and this is, you know, you know, wait for it. The tie in, uh, he actually was my, it was my, um, I, I believe I, again, please bear with me. I'm a little, uh, out of, out of tune with some of this, but, um, he was in a trios match and was, uh, in a, a pretty, it was a pretty damn good match. And I was like, Oh crap, it's AR Fox, you know? And, um, I thought he was showcased really, really well. Um, and then um, I, I believe he did, and then he did a singles. I can't remember who he did a singles match with. I want to say it was Moxley, I thought, or somebody big. And I was like, oh, God, why are they feeding him to the wolves? But it he looked great, and I thought it was a really good introduction for A.R. Fox, and I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with him in AEW. Um, hold my breath just with everything going on right now in AEW, but um, veteran talent. Um, I, you know, he, they paired him up with, um, Dante Martin and Darius Martin, uh, top flight, which I think is fantastic, much better than, um, oh God, uh, who was it? Um, not, I'm not trying to shit on him, but, uh, the guy who slipped off the top rope, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Yeah. Matt said, all. it just, it, it, his vibe just didn't work with these guys. And I think this guy works. I think uh, this guy, AR Fox works really, really well with them. Uh, so I'm excited to see what's going to happen. But also, just as a singles wrestler, I could absolutely see 
um, AR Fox pulling out some really cool AR Fox type shit for a TNT title uh, for sure. And, and well-deserved. So, uh, kind of a, kind of a bit of a, a surprise, uh, for you guys. Um, just, you know, again, because this guy, honestly, he's, he's always kind of flown under the radar and it's, I, you know, I, I can't, um, pinpoint several matches, uh, that this guy's been in a lot of PWG stuff, but a lot of that's kind of very spot heavy. Um, honestly had to look up some stuff. Um, but definitely, definitely check out, um, the trios match he had on AEW, Great, great, great showing. Um, and a lot of the stuff he did in Dragon Gate is just fantastic. Um, and plus, it, it gets you into a different style of wrestling. Uh, so, you know, again, uh, just kind of your thoughts on Air Fox, guys. I, I will say I was super impressed uh, with his trio's debut with with Top Flight. Um, I, I thought he, you know, he his chance on the big stage and he fucking took it and he made the most of it. Uh, moving forward. I, I personally, I think the greatest um, win, the greatest pickup with AR Fox is his mentorship ability because he's had such yeah. a long career because he's been around such long. I mean, him as a mentor for a lot of those younger high flyers, especially, I think he's going to be phenomenal. I don't, I don't see him having a tremendous win loss record at the end of the day. I think he's going to be one of those guys that you pick up because he's going to be very influential behind the scenes. He's going to put on great matches. He's going to put on a good show for you, but the, the, his ability to mentor guys like Dante and Darius, uh, even guys like jungle boy. I, I, I think, you know, those undersized guys, I think AR Fox is going to be able yeah. to do a lot with them. And, and that's what I'm really excited for. You know, I, you know, all in man, I'm not in the most informed on his career. I've seen him here and there, but he's not a guy I've followed necessarily. Um, but I've always been impressed when I have seen him. He's just never been a guy that made me go, okay, shit, I got to watch all this stuff. Um, but again, I've never seen him have a bad match either. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, like I said, I, I, I really think he's going to be a good in the long run, good hand for AEW. Um, cause he does have such a, he has a great career behind him already. He's, he's, He's got a lot he can bring to the table. No, he really does. And I, you know, Jim, I would highly recommend um, he actually did have uh, a uh, a good run with Sammy Callahan uh, in Dragon Gate. Um, it's uh, it, believe it or not, um, two of his I had to look this up, uh, but two of his highest rated matches are the past trios title uh, or. Yeah, I think it was for the title uh, with uh, 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 Death Triangle uh, at, at uh, three and a quarter. And um, and then a match he had with I think it was a tables match with Sammy Callahan at three and a quarter. And I actually heard it, it's I've, I've seen a couple of them, um, but they actually work pretty well together, believe it or not. So I check out some of his Dragon Gate run. And then again, if not, just Google some, I don't know, PWG highlights and you're going to find the guy. And it's just it's it's fun. He's a, and, and again, Jim, I think he like you said. I'm really intrigued to see what he's going to do with uh, Dante and Darius. But Tom, what are your uh, thoughts on uh, uh, Fox? Um, <clears throat> from I'm, I'm my knowledge of him is, is very limited just as, as if not more than uh, Jim alluded to. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously I'm not the biggest uh, Sammy Callahan guy either. I totally 100% agree with Jim about the whole bat incident. I thought that was ridiculous. And two, he talks weird. I don't like his voice. <laughs> <laughs> if there's, if there's all, the- and his hair is fried. 
His hair is toast. It's toast. It's so gross. It looks like it's like it just, it just gave up after one too many dye jobs. Yeah, he looks like he looks like he was in a My Chemical Romance tribute band for too many years and never really learned how to condition his fucking hair. And now he's just it looks mad. all it looks super brittle. And like at any given yeah. moment you touch it, it just like dust. <laughs> Um, no, I mean the the, the I, I'm surprised we haven't talked uh, more about uh, Lucha Underground because I love Lucha Underground. It was total. It was a much needed like new thing during wrestling, like re- <laughs> like the low point of wrestling um, when it was like I think a majority of fans were like, I don't want to watch wrestling anymore. And then along came Lucha Underground, which was like. Oh man, this is throwback to gimmicks. This is throwback to all this fun stuff, and it just made wrestling fun again. And I and I kind of forgot he was involved with that. And same with uh, Swerve Strickland because um, he was Sammy yeah, Callahan too. Sammy Callahan was there for a little bit. Once I think it kind of caught that buzz, and it's funny. Um, I know. Well, no, to you, kind of what's all, yeah. I know Caitlin was uh, my wife was on you know the previous episode, uh, but um, I also was she caught my i was watching loot old episodes of lucha underground and she's like what is this and i was like this is legit a soap opera with wrestling like this is straight up your alley and she she started was like the hell is going on and i'm like hey you gotta watch this it's and you know obviously it you know she's like okay no thanks but i it started it started that journey and so but i agree with you tom no yeah lucha underground that first season where i was i when that was on Netflix, because I, I think it was the first two or three seasons were on yeah. Netflix. And I remember telling Tom, I was like, have you seen Lucha Underground? Because this is fucking amazing. Like, this is everything I want wrestling to be. Yeah, it was it was perfect for the time. And then it's unfortunate that it, it collapsed because of, you know, it seems like Robert Rodriguez really <laughs> didn't know what to do for a while. <laughs> um, but uh, no, what I, was, what I was joking around with you, Mike, it was like, I, I don't know if this is a spotlight on AR Fox or Sammy Callahan, man. Like, what's going on? <laughs> no, no. I, from from the stuff that I've, I, 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 I like in AEW, um, I'll have to go check out. Obviously, PWG is a goldmine of like great matches. Um, but I, I also want to add, too, and I, I, I'm sure you guys will agree that him not having a good win loss record is just as important as uh, to me having uh, a, you know, a, a flawless record or being the champ or anything. He, if he, because he, you know, everybody needs a job and his job is to make other people look good. And he does a really great job at doing that. And I think that's just as important of a role as it is, you know, to have a, a you know, an MJF or a Mox or an Adam page or Cole in your, your business. You got to have somebody that's also willing to do the work to make you look good. And he's, yeah, he uh, sky's the limit for that guy for mentor wise. I think there's yeah, Jim ton of talent that he could easily help direct. Even even guys like um you know, Brian Cage. Uh, we've we've talked about in the past like he could totally be like, "Hey bro, this ain't the Indies anymore. Like let's get you out of it." So I think it's a good <laughs> yeah. transition. Slow down. <laughs> yeah, take it easy, man. Um No, I, I totally agree with you guys. I I I'm I haven't watched a lot. I, I will definitely go check it out and sounds worth, you know, worth uh, looking into. And I'm, I'm glad you kind of brought it back to, um, to, to some newer, newer faces. I know we were getting, I mean, I got carried away. 
with, with Sid Vicious and, and New Jack. And I think that's that's a really awesome throwback to to what we were originally doing is is to get a, a new newer guy, younger guy uh, out there, Mike. So well done, man. Bottom line, um, Air Fox, check them out. Um, if you if you, you you know if you like a majority of what we talk about, I think you're really going to dig this guy. Um, and uh, I'm really cool to see what he's going to do, and especially with the working relationship with New Japan, um, send him over for uh, the junior division over there, please. So I'm in. And that'll wrap it up for this week's episode. But come back next time for more news, analysis, and of course our spotlight of wrestler of the week big thanks for giving us a listen and a super thanks for subscribing to this podcast so you can have our dulcet tones delivered right to you each week feel free to leave us some feedback on your podcast delivery platform of choice on behalf of mike and tom i am jim and we are out